You're listening to episode 37 of the Broken Glass Podcast, How to Cope with Changes in Uncertain Times with Edith Mudge. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Hello, and thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I hope you're doing well and staying healthy both in mind and body, which is so important, especially right now. Uh, This podcast episode actually hits right to the heart of what I think almost every freelancer is going through right now, whether you're a freelance composer, you are a freelance virtual assistant, you do social media. I think we're all going through a lot of this, the same things right now, and that's struggling with changes brought about by the global pandemic. And Edith and I talk through a lot of the thoughts and the feelings uh, that come up as freelancers and as people who have been affected by the economic shutdowns. And while we work through a lot of that upheaval we've seen, we also chat about the ways in which musicians and the industry can pivot or find value in working on different projects during this difficult time. Before we get to the podcast, though, I want to extend an offer to you. Uh, If you're trying to bring your business or your music career online, but you're totally overwhelmed with the systems or you're just not quite sure which platforms you need to, to do so to bring it online, I'm offering free 30-minute consultations to help guide you through the process. You can book your consultation on my website at brokenglassmediallc.com slash services, and I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes so you can find it there as well. And now here's Edith. Welcome back to the Broken Glass Podcast. Today I have composer-producer Edith Mudge with me. So welcome to the podcast, Edith. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad that we got a chance to talk today. Um, You have really cool background and story. Um, So let's just kind of get right into it. Um, Tell everybody what you're doing right now. um, And then we'll kind of go into how you got into music in the industry. Yeah, I am a composer and um, primarily I'm a composer, but I do a lot of other random stuff that comes up. Um, And I am doing a lot of films right now, short films, mostly indie stuff. Um, I'm writing a lot of production music for music libraries. Um, And I, I end up doing a lot of just very random things. I, um, I write some music for theater productions. I'm working on this team that sort of swoops in and helps composers at the end stages of their projects. So I just did um, like a month and a half long music prep project so a composer had already written all of their music and so this team that I work on we came in and um, orchestrated that music and got it ready for a live orchestra to play Um, so I sort of wear a lot of different hats (laughs) yeah it sounds like it but that yeah that sounds really cool that you get to do something like you said every day is different Um, you get to do something different every day and um, you know, just, just the variety, uh, sounds like that would be something that, you know, I mean, I, I love having, I love having yes. variety in my day, but I also love having something that's kind of stable, but, yeah. um, that sounds like it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And like you, I, I really thrive on both routine and variety. <laughs> so it is good. And I think, um, I'm still in the stage of the freelance life where I'm figuring out the balance of, um, what my routine needs to be and when those um, unpredictable parts come in because um, it can be a little bit of a tricky balance. And especially with where we are now with this pandemic, I feel like I was just starting to get it figured out and now we're throwing a wrench in the works. And, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's important no matter what, I think, to be, yeah. um, you know, to, to be able to have that, um, you know, first of all, the separation between you know, work and then your personal life and, and how do you manage, you know, your own self-care and, and totally time with friends and time with family. And then also still keep working because, you know, I, I work full time and then I have the business on the side and I have a client and 
for me, it's how do I manage all of that plus working out and going right. and eating healthy and taking time for me. So it sounds like you're kind of in the, in a similar, especially as a, as a freelancer, right? You just have different projects probably all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be a very different workload day to day. Um, so I'm still sort of trying to figure out how much of my day can be the me time that I know I need and um, when to be flexible on that because obviously like a big part of the freelancer lifestyle is flexibility. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, and you mentioned too, um, for those of you listening, we're just right in the middle of, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic where, and you're in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I am too. And, And Los Angeles is basically, you know, it's safer at home. We're pretty much shut down, um, so we're all pretty much working from home, and that's that's very different for a lot of us, you know. And I think for for me, it was it was pretty easy to to transition because you know, as we, we talked about before we came on, um, you know, I'm a total introvert, and this was like, okay, I don't have to go anywhere. That's cool, <laughs> um, and I could bring my full time job home with me and and do that and still do the business. But you know, for someone like like you, you're you're a freelancer. You you need to be. I'm, I'm thinking going out and doing all of of your work out, right? Yeah, I do tend to take a lot of meetings, um, you know, out of the house. But most importantly to me, um, my boyfriend just finished building me this beautiful soundproof studio. um, And it's on the other side of town. Um, So we spent, you know, months putting together this soundproof room and what was once an open basement. So we share this art space with several other people. And so we designated part of it as a, a studio and built up a soundproof studio in there. Um, and so I just kind of finished moving in and furnishing it and doing all the acoustic treatment. And all of a sudden, it's not recommended to be commuting from the west side to the east side every day. <laughs> So I moved my whole, well, not my whole studio, but the necessary parts of it back into my home. Um, And so it's been a little bit like uh, gaining a lot of momentum just to sort of pull it back a little bit. Um, And it's, it's weird. It's definitely weird. And I think the social aspect is very different as well. I haven't needed to do a lot of Zoom meetings yet. Um, but I'm used to getting a lot of coffees with people and (laughs) (laughs) I just can anticipate that being socially very different in terms of networking. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that you were able to at least get your equipment into your, your space so that way you can work because I know for a lot of people it's, they don't even have that, that capability and, and navigating their music career, especially with you know, venues shut down and you yeah. can't get out and you can't, um, you can't network with people. Like I, I was part of a networking group in LA here and, um, you know, a lot of that has actually moved online, but it's, it's mm-hmm. a very different, it's a different feeling. And I think yeah. we, we have to really, I guess, kind of navigate that right yeah. now. It's, it's just different. Um, and, and we've I, been, what, it's about two weeks for LA now. This is the second week. Yes. It's, Two and a half, I think. Two and a half, yeah. So, you know. Maybe not. (laughs) uh, I think it was March 19th, if I remember correctly. So we're on April 3rd. So Whatever Um, that is. Yeah. I mean, I woke (laughs) up this morning and I was like, it's Saturday. (laughs) Then my alarm went off and I was like, nope, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) We're all just in this amorphous limbo now together. Yeah, exactly. What's that been like for you, um, you know, as a freelancer? We kind of mentioned you moved some stuff home, but being able to, you know, to to navigate that, I guess, even just like your thoughts and your feelings and and how how you're going to be forward, because I know a lot of listeners are probably in a very similar boat as you are where they rely on being out and whether it's performing in a live venue or meeting people in person and, and really connecting on that level. Um, so what's that, what's that transition kind of been like for you in the last couple of weeks? So I think I really am one of the lucky ones in the sense that I still do have work. Um, and so my work doesn't rely on me being in a venue. Um, so I still get, I would say maybe half of the work that I would still, that I would usually be getting. Um, It's slowed down for a lot of the production libraries that I work for. Um, But 
it's not like I'm completely unable to do my job anymore. It's more, the struggle for me has been um, balancing when to work and when to listen to myself and take care of myself because it turns out that even though I am still busy with work, I'm also pretty emotionally distressed about the whole thing. Um, And I need to like acknowledge that I need to give myself time and actually take the time to work out and take breaks. And I think I was really good about that for the first week, maybe that like, I really enjoyed having my work at home because it would distract me. And then I got to the point where I was using working as a complete distraction and not taking care of myself and stressing myself out over working and telling myself I need to work all the time. And um, So I think there's a balance to be struck there still. And I'm certainly not a, um, I guess, a, a guru in this. <laughs> I'm just kind of stumbling my way through. <laughs> We all are, you know, it's just, it's so unprecedented, you know, to, to, for us to be home like this and this hasn't happened well ever in the modern world, really. Um, You know, the last major pandemic, I mean, we've, we've had, we've had issues, you know, and, and viruses go around in the last 20 years, but everyone is comparing it to um, the Spanish flu in 1918. Right. And we're, we have such a different society now. Um, you know, in some ways similar, but in a lot of ways, you know, like now we can do zoom calls, we can, you know, connect through Slack, we can, you know, we're so connected, you know, by the internet that I think it is a little different, but it's just such a situation that none of us have ever experienced in our lifetime. And I think that having that connectivity, um, it's great, but it's also, um, it allows us a little bit of denial (laughs) in a way (laughs) like I keep feeling this pressure that all my clients certainly must expect all the same timeliness from me that they're used to but I'm sure they're going through exactly the same thing that I'm going through um everybody's stressed and worried and um and so the connectivity of zoom and everything makes me think oh well everything's normal now if we can still communicate and I should really beat myself up over deadlines, <laughs> yeah. but that's not necessarily the case. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, like you said, everybody's kind of in a similar situation right now. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, it's just really kind of putting out, you know, Hey, like, this is what I'm going through. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, give yourself grace. I was actually yeah. something I posted on my Instagram last week. It's, yes. you know, you, you're, everybody handles this in, in their own ways. Um, you know, for me, I'm using it as a great opportunity to learn, to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning French. I'm, nice. um, I'm taking the opportunity to write more. Um, I actually found a, you know, a blank journal and I'm, I'm actually going to start writing about what we're going through the experience. That's so for me, it's, it's, I see it as an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is a lot of opportunity here. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of opportunity to figure out what it is that you truly need and want. And like, um, I think there's a, a disconnect for me where like, what I really want to do, of course, with this time is be creative and make music and um, have a lot of fun. Um, and also it's easy for me to turn that into a stressor um, right. because what I do for fun is also what I do for work, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which I'm very, very lucky to have. Um, But that's, I guess, the current situation. Um, And, uh, but I I hope that once I get through this little bit of stuckness, um, you know, I've been wanting to put out an album forever. Um, Last time I did an EP was like 2013, Um, so I'm hoping that this will present that opportunity. I know that, um, in my industry, like, so, you know, I I don't rely on venues as much as probably most of your listeners. Um, but I do rely on production, um, and on film sets. And so right now I'm sort of working through the last bit of work 
that I think will happen for the next few months. Um, and I heard something about one of the major uh, film producers, like they're not restarting production until at least August. Oh, wow. Um, so I know that once I finish the work that's still trickling through, um, then there's not going to be work for a while. And that's when I'm going to need to start getting creative. And that's when it will be fun to be creative again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, too, you know, um, like I said, everybody kind of handles this in their own way. And, mm-hmm. and if, if, you know, you need to take time, you know, away from what you're doing to make it fun again. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I have, there's a lot of people out there I've, I've seen, you know, come through social media where people have posted, oh, it's a great time to, to learn and to read. And, you know, a lot of people are like really struggling with that. And they're like, no, like I've got kids at home now. I've got, you know, these other things going on. And, you know, I think it's just everybody needs to kind of figure it out for themselves. Yeah. And, and just, you know, if you need to stop and, and, you know, watch, movies all day just you know (laughs) stop and watch movies all day you know like you say grace yeah and and for you you know like you know I think you know like you said you want to release your own album and that I think will make it really fun for you again too right like it'll kind of give you a little bit of that that gap and and space for for you to really be creative um I kind of want to kind of venture into you know you mentioned your your last EP was in 2013 yeah kind of take it back a little bit like I really I'm really curious like how did you get into into music and into composing and production and what you're doing right now yeah um so it's funny that it's been that long like living in LA I feel like time just flies by because there's no seasons <laughs> but I lived in New York for a couple of years when I was straight out of college um and uh you know I, I loved New York but um I had to have four part-time jobs to like make a basic living um and in retrospect it's pretty cool that I made an EP while I was there but I was definitely beating myself up the whole time that I wasn't performing more and that I wasn't like making it per se um so uh I made that EP after a bad breakup as you do with all the best EPs (laughs) and um after not really getting enough gigs I finally was like you know I just need a change and picked up and moved to LA. And so I figured there was music opportunity here and I just wasn't sure what the opportunity was. Um, So I talked to a lot of people, networked as much as I could. Um, Originally, I thought I was going to be an orchestrator uh, because I really like working in notation software and that's what I was familiar with at the time. So um, for anyone that isn't familiar, an orchestrator um kind of turns uh turns a piece of music into something that can be played by live players um so if it's midi um then you're going to arrange that midi um to something realistic and so that seemed like a good fit for me and i talked to a bunch of orchestrators and um I, after talking to one of them, he sent me just like to talk to his composer. I'm trying to think how this worked. Or no, I guess I was networking with orchestrators and composers. And I met one composer um, who was working at Hans Zimmer's studio called Remote Control Productions. Um, And he rents out studio space to um, a bunch of different composers. So uh, I got connected there uh, to... Um, apply for an internship. So I got an internship there and was a runner. I was hired on as a runner after that. So, you know, getting a lot of takeout and (laughs) coffee and I was doing the reception desk. And as I got to know people at the reception desk, um, they started asking if I could help them on just like small projects. And keep in mind that at the time I had no idea how to use any software other than like Sibelius. So I was using notation software, but I had no idea how to really write music in, um, in software like Logic or Pro Tools or anything like that. Um, so people started 
asking me for like smaller tasks and I would be pretty upfront about what I did and didn't know and did a little bit of fake it till you make it, but not really that much. <laughs> and um, sort of a finely, a fine delicate balance of fake it till you make it and honesty. <laughs> and, um, uh, so people taught me everything I needed to know. And as it turns out, that's possible because I really thought for the longest time um, that since I am not familiar with, um, with Dawes, like, logic um i thought since i wasn't familiar with those that i was like stupid and i think that that's kind of a common uh narrative that women get um in this field that like mm -hmm. if you're not producing your own music it's because you're dumb um and that like it, it's so harmful <laughs> yeah and I, I don't know have you experienced that um you know I, a little bit you know, and, and I think it it's not just that, you know, part of the industry. I think a lot of women kind of go through that too, where it's like, oh, yeah. well, I don't know how to use that. So I'm, you know, I'm never going to be able to to do that. And I actually, you know, now that I'm, I'm kind of thinking through this, a lot of times when you look at job openings, right, mm -hmm. you look through and, and it's, you know, it's said there's articles out there where women will go through and they'll look at um, the requirements for the job. And if they don't know how to do something on there, they won't take the chance and apply for it. Yep. But men, at, on the other hand, will just go ahead and apply. And yeah. we, we kind of need to have that, you know, and whether it's just, um, you know, for, for me, I always think of it more as like a perfectionist kind of way. Like yeah. I'm, I'm such a like perfectionist, like I want to know how to do everything and I want to be good at it that yeah. I don't, if I see something like see a, a job opening, I'm like, well, I don't know how to do that. So they're not going to hire me. Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of the same, very similar situation to what you were mentioning is it's just, you know, we have to get ourselves out of that, that mindset Yeah. and just, you know, take the chance, apply like, you know, in your cover letter, let them know, okay, you know, I know how to do X, Y, and Z. Like I'm really good at this or talk about how, how well you can learn new systems. Yes. Right. Especially if it's a system, you mm -hmm. know, I, I have one of my clients, I'm, I'm do virtual assistants for her. And, you know, she asked me to, to help her out with um, her WordPress blog. And mm -hmm. I'd seen trainings on WordPress blogs, but I'd never done one myself. And right. I just said, yeah, sure. Absolutely. And I went and did it. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah. I learned it on my own. So yes. I think that's what we really have to do is yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm not that familiar with it, but I'm, I can learn, I can do it. You know, let me, give me the opportunity to learn it. Yeah. What I learned is that enthusiasm and a good attitude are really what people are looking for when they want help. Um, and they're usually happy to teach you if you have that. Um, and that seemed so counterintuitive and wrong to me <laughs> for so long. I was like, why would somebody hire me if I don't know what I'm doing? But um, I hope that that provides encouragement for somebody <laughs> because I know I needed to hear that <laughs> when I was well, too, starting. Yeah. And, and two, there's, you know, there's a training period, right? You yeah. know, you can't, um, you know, and as for me as a, as a manager, um, you know, I don't expect my new employees to come in and, and know exactly how to use our system that nobody mm -hmm. else has. You know? right. Like exactly. if you, I, I want to know that you know how to, to use a computer, that you know yes. how to um, utilize the tools you're given and how to ask for help mm -hmm. and how to figure things out. I want, I want to see that analytical mind, you know, yeah. um, I don't want somebody who says, well, I don't know how to use that. I don't know. Right. And, and doesn't want to use it. You know, there, I think in some, some places, a lot of places, there's a, you know, a training period to be understood. Right. You know, you go through, I think, what is it like they say, like your first 90 days or something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there, there's that period where there's that transition. It's okay. You know how to use like Microsoft office or something like that. I feel right. like is a very standard and I want somebody who at least knows how to navigate it. Um, it's all about balance. But, yeah. But like these, you know, we, we have an ordering system. We sell um, print music. So mm -hmm. our ordering system that transmits to the warehouse is very different. I'd never used anything like it before. Wow. <laughs> so I had to go through, I had to go through a learning period and I don't yeah. expect someone to come in and know exactly what to do. Yeah. 
you know, so it's, it's that kind of mindset we really need to get ourselves out of when we're applying for jobs, when we're being asked to do something, um, you know, when, when you have someone come to you with an opportunity, just be like, yeah, I can, yeah. Do it. I can figure it out. Show your interest. That's the most important thing. Yeah. And yeah. like you mentioned too, just, you know, have enthusiasm, be, in, be enthusiastic about it and yeah, um, just willing to learn and willing to, to help and yeah, it's important for a lot of, a lot of people. And, and, um, you know, I think a lot of us too go through that imposter syndrome as well. A hundred percent. I'm very familiar with that imposter syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, people have always told me that even when you are a professional that you get imposter syndrome. And I was like, well, there's no way. I mean, once you're making your living, like there's no way you're going to think that you're an imposter. Nope. I definitely still do. Yep. I mean, I go through it, you know, my full-time job, I go through it, you know, with, with the business and the podcast, it's like, Oh, why, why are you listening to me? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I know why people are listening, but at the same time, it's like, okay. Like, you know, I'm, I mentioned earlier, like I'm, I'm such an introvert that for me, when people are like, Oh yeah, you know, I I listen to your podcast or I read your blog. I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, it kind of, it, I still go through it all the time and I have to always work on it. It's like every day you've got to just put yourself in that right kind of mindset. That's like, okay. I mean, the, the biggest one is I belong at the table, right? I have a seat at the table and and we all do. So. Yes. Yeah. Everybody has something to offer. Um, and I think it's taken me a while to figure out that, um, my unique story, um, I mean, everybody's unique story is worth hearing. Um, and that like, even though my story might not be like the classic, like, struggle starving artist <laughs> like and then made it thing like i don't know um even though my story might not be like the same story as everybody else doesn't mean it's any less legitimate you know right. um and some people are really like interested to hear bits about me yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> it can be interesting to like um see what uh employers like pick out from your resume um, to talk to you about. Yeah, definitely. Well, and you mentioned too, um, you know, I think your, your story is kind of similar to other people too, because you mentioned you worked at a reception desk, Yeah, you know, at Hans Zimmer studio and, yeah. um, you know, a lot of the stories out there, are, you know, people who, who got successful in record labels and, and other companies, they, you know, it's, it's the mailroom story, right? Yeah. yeah. Where, they started in the mailroom and that's how they got to know people, mm-hmm. you know, passing out, you know, taking the mail to the different offices and getting to know the people and your story. It's very much, you know, you were kind of on the front lines yeah, you were right there. You were greeting people every day. So you got to know people and yeah. And, and that, I that I think is a really cool story too. You know, it's, um, you know, you may not have the, the struggling artist to like <laughs> success story, right. but you know, you, you took your time, you got to know people, you networked and, and that's a lot of what the industry is right now, I think. And especially, um, you know, it's, it's very different than it was, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, where Mm -hmm. now we're also connected. Everybody can, as long as you have a computer and a microphone, you can record and release something to the internet. It is a very changing time. And I feel like specifically in the last few weeks, like there's so much opportunity here and I don't know what the opportunity is going to be. And I hope I don't miss it while I'm doing my (laughs) (laughs) self-care. I think, I mean, I I, I do feel like there's an overwhelming amount of of things going on right now online. And it's it's about picking kind of what resonates with you. Um, But at the same time, it's, you know, really thinking like, how can we pivot? Right. right. Like, you know, a lot of artists are, are, are at this point right now where, okay, I'm at home and I can't go out and I can't play. Okay. I, my career's over. But then you see other artists who are like, okay, I'm at home. Um, I have a computer. I have an internet connection. Let me teach a class. Let yeah. me um, do a live stream and post my PayPal link and people can donate. Yeah. Um, you know, putting up a paywall, Hey, $5 and you can come to this, you know, live stream concert. Um, I've just, I've seen so many cool things in the last couple of weeks from people who are just, you know, they're not letting 
it stop them. There's a lot of innovation out there. Yeah. I mean, some of my favorite artists are out there, you know, a couple of days a week doing, you know, live streams, playing B-sides. And, awesome. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I follow Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. And, oh, yes. Yeah. And he's been doing <laughs> I haven't seen streams. what he's been up to, but I love him. <laughs> I think the one two days ago is on YouTube now. Okay. Um, but he did, um, he did, he called it, it was like, b-sides or it was something like that mm-hmm. where he was playing he's like okay i'm gonna play songs that i haven't played um you know I, that don't normally get played at shows mm. you know so yeah. th- those kinds of things That's where cool. yeah where, where they're okay they're really trying to connect with the audience and and give everybody something to, to look forward to and some kind of comfort because i think that's that's the greatest thing about music yeah is it's you know, and art and and our culture is it it gives us some kind of comfort and it allows us to, you know, get through this. Yeah. In some way. I saw, I saw that Ben Folds was playing from his balcony in Australia. And my first reaction was, no, Ben, get back inside. We need you. (laughs) Stay safe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, that could just be me going into pandemic mode, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I am venturing outside for walks. So. Oh yeah, totally. Me too. But um, I was like, but we can't risk yeah. Ben Folds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a great, my, um, my friend posted last night, um, a great parody of um, Adele's um, Hello. Is that the title? <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's like hello from the inside. It's great. Um, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, but it was in great production, great video. Oh my god! <laughs> Just you know, and it's it's there's so many creative things going on right now and, and people just trying to I mean not necessarily make light of it but just trying to keep everybody's yeah. spirits up. Yeah, I mean you know? we really need so that. Important. Yeah, and the thing is the thing to remember um, that I know that. I need to remember and all of us need to remember is that we are literally all going through this at the same time and Mm -hmm. um everybody is not making money and like uh losing their gigs and potentially you know losing the the futures that they had laid out for themselves Mm -hmm. um at least like you know the just the present um is looking different than we expected it to a month ago um and so there's there's a lot of upheaval but also there's community to be found in that and innovation like you were talking about um because we really can connect with each other right 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 here on our computers yeah and it's you know i think too i think the people that are gonna come out of this you know successfully as far as their careers go um are the ones who are going to really look at okay what can i do right Right. and and really kind of try to stay positive throughout it and 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 find ways to um you know to bring their business online um i was actually just listening to a podcast um the it's called the multi-passionate preneur mm-hmm. and she had an episode about bringing your business online because she she's an online business mm-hmm. and and how you know even just restaurants like her local restaurants are um who didn't have menus online before have menus online are offering takeout now mm-hmm. um just you know even down to that level right and and um you know i have a friend she's a music therapist and she's like i how do i build an online business yeah you know, like <laughs> what, what do I do? What, this is what I want to do. How do I do it? You know, and, and finding, you know, she came to me because I've got my online business and it's, it's finding people who can, if you're not sure how to do it, how finding them to to help you build that out. Right. That's a very good tip. Yeah. Um, because the thing is all of these things that we want to do are possible and they're just here at a different time than we expected right. them to be. Like all the things that I wanted to get online, like they were all sort of a, um, I'll do that when I have time thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's kind of an immediate thing that I need to take care of. So, right. Um, yeah. We, we had that conversation in, in one of uh, my, my meetings today and it was, you know, we go through a lot of people just don't want to use technology. 
Um, they don't want to use video conferencing, which I mean, I, at first, when video conference came out, I said, no, (laughs) I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to, you know, even when it was with my family Mm -hmm. and for a lot of people that who didn't want to do it now, it's kind of almost, I don't want to say forcing their hand, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's become, like you said, more of an immediate, right. It's like, okay, right now. and, And people are, are embracing it, you know, and it's, it's moving, it's moving everybody forward. Yeah, there's been a powerful societal shift on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm amazed that Zoom is still working <laughs> with the number of people that have well, just and then with taken the, it up. Yeah, well, and then, you know, all the issues that have come out because of so yeah. many people starting to use it now and it being the only form. Um, I mean, well, there's other, there's Google Hangouts, there's mm-hmm. FaceTime, if you have an um, Apple device. Um, I, don't, I don't even know what the other, Skype. But Which Zoom has like become a verb like overnight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we've used Zoom at work for probably about a year or two now. And I've used it, um, you know, in various group coaching and whatnot. Um, but I recently started using it for the podcast for connecting with friends and family and whatnot. And um, I mean, they've even gone, gone so far right now as to have backgrounds for Zoom. So. <laughs> So you I'm can be there, like yeah. off on a tropical <laughs> island or you can be in a conference room or my, my manager was at Disney today. And <laughs> I know I saw somebody with the Northern lights in the background yesterday mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, I want that. Yeah. One of our sales managers was, you know, Northern lights. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just, I, I think it's a great time for people to really, you know, if, if they've, lost, you know, some of that income or they're, they, they don't, can't be working just really kind of thinking like, okay, how, how can I move my business online? Mm -hmm. Or at least, at least for the time being. Right. Um, you know, but, but have those other, um, options. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it's, there's, I use, you know, Squarespace, um, Mm -hmm. and there's other options that are just as expensive, but Mm -hmm. you know, there are freer, freer, that's a great (laughs) word. (laughs) Um, there are cheaper, um, options out there where you can, you know, even just build something. I mean, just build out a YouTube channel or, you know, Instagram, those are free. And I don't know if you're like sponsored or anything, and I shouldn't say this, but I, I love Weedly. So, um, (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. my recommendation. <laughs> okay. I haven't used it. Um, and no, I'm not, I'm not sponsored. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, I, I used Squarespace because it was, um, one that had been recommended by my business mentor and it was for me, not, uh, guru at HTML or CSS. It was the easiest drag and drop option. Yeah. No, and, and I tried WordPress and I just, I struggled with it. And um, now I have, there's another option that I've, I've found out about. It's um, Weeknight website. Oh, and I've it's, never heard it's, of that. Yeah, it's, um, so it uses WordPress and it oh. just makes it, it just makes it easier to build on WordPress. Cool. Um, so there's, there's so many different options out there, whether you want to spend a ton of money or, you yeah. know, like I said, even just, even just building out, you know, your Instagram live or your YouTube channel which those options are free too. Yeah. Um, just put yeah. yourself out there online and, you know, come up with, you know, however you're going to, whether it's just linking to your PayPal so people can, you know, give you tips or donate or, or however. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of opportunity. And I think that we're going to see a lot of change, like even by next week, you know, like this is going to oh, be yeah. a time of a lot of innovation and there's going to be a lot of catching up to do. And I want to encourage everyone to, you know, stay updated on those things, but also make sure to give yourself a break because (laughs) we're all going to (laughs) be trying to catch up at the same time. And we're all also going through a worldwide crisis. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw something. No, go ahead. I saw something that was like, um, you're not working from home. You're trying to work during a global crisis. And that really resonated with me. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even for me, like, you know, like I said at first, I was like, okay, this is really cool. I'm working from home. I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have to drive, <laughs> I don't have to, you know, I don't have to see people, but I kind of went through that too, where it's like ups and downs. And, you know, the first two weeks I was like, all right, leggings and a sweatshirt, and I'm just going to roll out of bed and go to my desk. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's and, great for a minute. <laughs> and then, and then this week I was like, okay, I need to shower yeah. and uh, I need to put jeans on and I need to actually get dressed for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, although today I didn't. And <laughs> of course today was a day I had, you know, how many zoom meetings with video chat, um, <laughs> but you were comfortable, <laughs> but I was comfortable, but you know, it's, it's kind of figuring it out too, like for yourself. And, and, you know, the first two weeks it was, I'm in sweatpants. I'm just going around and I'm not going to do anything. And, you know, how, how do I adjust to this? And, and then, you know, it's just figuring it out. Right. And mm-hmm. um, I put jeans on this week. I, you know, had client work and, and really got myself into a routine, you know, breaking it, breaking my day up. Like, okay, I'm done my full-time job. Okay. Stop, go outside for a walk, come back. Okay. Now it's time for the business. Yeah. You know, just, just really finding those, you know, key spots. Um, but I do still just roll out of bed and put clothes on and go to my desk. So you gotta do what you gotta do in these <laughs> <Yeah>. trying times. <laughs> I just want to sleep. <laughs> yeah. But this is making me at least feel more uh, energized to be working. It's funny how just giving yourself permission for a minute to be like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm exhausted. And just like, I feel horrible about this situation. Yeah. Just like giving yourself that permission for a minute is then like, okay. You know, I actually do really like music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and too, it's just finding, um, like I mentioned before, just, you know, I, I do a lot of calendar blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have my, my Google calendar and I just go in and I'm like, okay, this is when I'm doing, you know, this interview. This is when I'm going to um, edit the podcast and do client work. And then I schedule time in and I say, okay, this is my time to watch TV, to read, to, to, to write, to, you know, bake cookies or whatever it is I want to do. And I give myself that time, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it, um, and, yeah. and the other thing too, I think right now is so important. Like it's important to stay informed mm-hmm. and to, to, you know, listen to the news and to read up what's, what's going on, but don't have that be your entire day. Yep. Yeah, that I've gotten really sucked yeah. into that. And I think that part of what's sent me into a bit of this like tailspin a little bit has been that um, I am really into the news normally. Like that's what I do to relax. Like listening to the news is like what I do for fun. And it's what I do all the time. Like when I'm cooking, I'm listening to the news and um, mm. it no longer feels good. Uh, so I sort of have to adjust that and find a new method of self-care. And like, um, you know, my, uh, mentor, Catherine Joy has been, you know, talking about a lot of the same feelings of just like feeling exhausted by it. So, um, it's, it's definitely an interesting time, but life will go on. Mm -hmm. Um, and, projects will continue and, <laughs> and, um, and you know five years from now we're gonna be free and <laughs> yeah <laughs> hopefully and um you know it, it'll just be like a for, for some of us just a blip on the radar it's you know that mm-hmm. was the time I, I had to you know to work on this or you know um right. the one thing that um I saw this week that might interest you is um John Krasinski started what did he call it? Some good news. Oh, that's so nice. I think that's what it's called. So I heard something about that. Yeah. So that, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's about good news. And, um, you know, he, the first one he did, he brought on, um, uh, Steve Carell, uh, you know, cause it was the 15th anniversary of the office and, and and just finding those like pieces during the day, like the good news pieces. Yeah. Um, I listened to the global news podcast by BBC Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's been all, I mean, the whole podcast (laughs) has been about, you know, different countries, but today, every Friday, they always do, um, I think it's called news from elsewhere. So they always talk about other news stories that are happening in the world. And I was like, yes, this is what I need. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it's five minutes at the end of your podcast. I saw that Cheryl Strait is coming back with a new podcast. Um, which I'm really psyched about. I don't know if you ever listened to Dear Sugars. I didn't know. Oh my God. It's the most soothing podcast in the world. Um, it's like, it's an advice podcast by two very, very kind, empathetic authors. Um, and it ended 
a few years ago, but it's lovely to listen to. And one of the co-hosts is now coming back with a new podcast. So um, I'm excited to hear that. Yeah, I'll have, um, to check, uh, I'll have to check both of those out. Yeah. Um, I feel bad. I think I'm being a very um, <laughs> bad <laughs> podcast guest. I am just gloom and doom all over the place. No, I mean, I think it's important, you know, I- that we, we talk about it, right? Like, you know we connect and we, we, other people can hear what we're all going through. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, um, that, you know, even if, if, you know, you've lost opportunities and, and that, that there's still, you know, there's still hope out there and you're not the only one going through that. Um, and yeah. there's other people who are going through the exact same thing are, who are having very similar emotions and thoughts about it. And, um, you know, just to see kind of how, how other people are handling it. Right. Yeah. And we will all get through it together and we are all each other's resources. Um, so, you know, I, normally I love to be, um, a resource for tech advice for women, because I think that we are kind of underrepresented, uh, in music tech. Um, and I would love to continue being that at this point. And so like, there are lots of Facebook groups and stuff out there for women in music and um, women in music tech. And so we're all in this together, like uh, just reach out to your people, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are, um, what are some of your, your favorite resources for women who are looking to get started in, in music tech, in music composition, production, so, anything around those lines? My number one, and this is, you know, kind of industry specific, but the Alliance for Women Film Composers um, is an excellent organization and they, um, they have a yearly membership. I think it's maybe $25 a year, but uh, you um, get access to all kinds of workshops and um, mostly solidarity (laughs) Um, because it turns out there are a lot of women composers and it's not just film composers, even though film composers is in the name, Um, just composers in general and, um, and also uh, trans inclusive. And um, so it's, it's a really wonderful organization and very supportive. Um, I've also been a part of some workshops uh, with, Um, this organization called Color Film, which is really cool. And so it's sort of film networking, but also um, workshops to help out freelancers. Um, I'm trying to think, oh, there's an organization called Sound Girls. Um, I'm not very involved in that, but I think that's a great resource for people trying to get into music tech. Uh, I'm trying to think what other stuff there is. Um, AW, ah, the AWFC, the Alliance for Women Film Composers, is probably the best place to start. And um, the SCL, which is the Society of Composers and Lyricists, is also super helpful. Yeah, just um, like you said, find find the groups. And, and those are awesome groups. And I'll, I'll link to all those in the show notes. Um, that way anybody listening is interested in becoming a composer, working production can, can find them. And I've, I've even found on Facebook, there's even oh, just yeah. a bunch of groups, you know, and um, I'm part of one where, you know, everybody has been supporting each other. You know, how do I do this? How do I, um, how do I live stream my, my show? Um, uh, there's even, I was in um, a non-music group too. And I had, somebody was asking um, ways they wanted to do, um, I think it was like a giveaway um, because they wanted to try and get people to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, I'm in the industry. What do you need help with? <laughs> you know, cause it was a non, like I said, it was a non-music group. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just to connect with people in that way and, you know, Hey, I'm struggling with this, you know, how, how can I do this? Or if you see somebody who has a question really helping them out and, and yeah. just connecting in that way. And yeah. And, and right now, I mean, that's our, that's our networking. So. Yes. And as much as I hate Facebook, um, and I think we all kind of hate Facebook yeah. at this point, like it's actually a really, really great mm-hmm. networking resource. Um, and that is kind of where a lot of the film and music networking happens in my view, mm-hmm. um, at least where I'm coming from. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that's what I use it for. 
Yeah. I use it for networking. I use it for groups. I don't really use it for much else anymore. <laughs> you know, and I was there when it, you know, I was, when it was cool. Well, yeah. Well, when it started, <laughs> I was, uh, I think it was a freshman, sophomore in college mm-hmm. when it was just for colleges, um, for right. college students. And it was like exclusive and fun mm-hmm. and cool back then. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the kids so, wanted to be on it. <laughs> yeah. So I've kind of gone through the whole, whole wave of Facebook since, uh, I guess that was 2005 mm-hmm. when it came to my school Something anyway. Like um, I think it was the end of my freshman year when it, when my school got access to it. Um, but you know, it's just it right now. I mean, just it's a way to connect, to find your, your potential clients, to find help, to, to really just, you know, have that support system in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Find your, find your group. Everybody has their niche and, everybody's going to find their group. You just got to be yourself to find it. Yeah. Um, you're not going to find the right one if you're trying to be somebody else. <laughs> That's my thing. Be authentic. Be Yes. hundred percent. So yeah, well, this was an awesome conversation, Edith. Um, I know it was very, it was not what we planned at all before we came into this. Dark <laughs> times ago. call for dark conversations. <laughs> yes. Um, but um Well, I just have one last question for you. Where can my listeners find and connect with you, find your music, any of your your EP, and and follow Um, along with you? So my website is edithmudge.com, E-D-I-T-H-M-U-D-G-E. And my Instagram is composer.edith.mudge. Um, and feel free to reach out to me, say hello, um, in either of those places. And I always love to provide help or mentor mentorship where I can. So, um, yeah, feel free to give me a ring. Yeah, that's awesome. I will put those on the show notes so uh, everybody can find them and connect with you. And thank you so much again. Thank you, Christy. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com, subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.